Hello, and welcome to Songwriters Spotlight, the Western Mass Songwriters Collaborative Series. I'm Dr. Dan, your host of the show, where we feature Western Mass songwriters who perform their original songs and talk about the art of songwriting. Stay tuned to explore more about music and the tunesmithing that creates it. Our guest in this episode is Mark Nomad, a performer known for his great lead vocals and brilliant guitar. We'll look at his songwriting side, listening to his songs and talking about his songwriting. Well, this one's called uh, Coming Home to You. And uh, what's interesting about this song is, uh, you know, I wrote it as really a, a love song to, uh, you know, God, heaven, if you will. Um, but uh, many have taken this song uh, to be a love song. And uh, this radio station in California, my gosh, they, they just played it all the time. It might have been a theme for somebody's show, but uh, I think they thought it was the, uh, the, the love song. But uh, I, I often like to write, you know, with a couple of meanings. Probably too much. <laughs> TMI. <laughs> years ago uh, in a, a few weeks uh, a true story I was at uh, the Cooley Dickinson Hospital waiting for uh, the uh, entree the premiere of uh, uh, a baby did not even know uh, you know what this baby was going to be and uh, was was uh, delighted to find out it was a daughter as she made her uh, debut uh, and I was messing around on my other national you know and I was doing something like and I got this idea for this song and I wrote it while I was waiting it's called waiting on you
This next one uh, was the title uh, of my second uh, CD uh, in the, the title track of from the last millennium, way back. It's so, so old, it's, uh, the CD's out of print. But um, it's called Got to Carry On. And the in interesting thing is, uh, you know, going, it's going on 30 years. I wrote this song, and I think it's more uh, apropos now than it was then. I've got to Carry On. So half a we gotta stop the shooting. Ain't no way to carry on. I'm tired of all the lying, tired of all the buying. I can't keep from crying, but gotta carry on. This world is in a tangle, won't receive the mango. Lost in the dangle, but we gotta. 
this next one uh, was uh, a song written, you know, several years ago, and uh, certainly uh, there was a muse. It's called Poetry in Motion. I knew from the start it would take a toll. I gave you my heart, but you took my soul. And at the end of the day, you took more than you gave. I dropped down on one knee when I gave you that ring. Tenth anniversary didn't mean a thing. Dropped on one knee when I gave you that ring. And at the end of the day, took more than you gave.
Say we were a team, but that was a lie. You live your dreams with no regard for mine. And at the end of the day, you took more than you gave. At the end of the day, you took more than you gave. This next song is a uh, an acoustic version of the reworking that I did uh, of a song that goes back to the uh, '80s. Uh, the, the original '80s version was kind of a you know poppy, new wavy kind of a tune, and and then uh, I I rearranged it in the uh, early aughts and. Um, uh, with a full band, and we recorded it. It's on one of my records. But then uh, I decided I wanted to do a, a solo acoustic version of it. Satisfied set of music mark thank you so much thank you Dan. really really enjoyed it and yeah um you've 
written a good number of songs, have you not? Yes, <laughs> many, <laughs> many. When did you start? Um, I, re I remember starting during the summer of 70. You know, uh, I was, uh, I had just finished my, uh, my first uh, year at college and um, I started uh, just the, the need to, to express myself musically because I had already been playing for, for about five years, you know. Mm -hmm. uh, it, you know, I had a band in high school and stuff. And, but that summer, uh, I started writing. And, uh, you know, we were talking about uh, Dwayne Allman earlier uh, who their first record was was uh, out then and I I was aware of slide and I actually uh, uh, a friend of mine uh, she emptied her mother's uh, medicine bottle <laughs> yeah. and and it was it was a glass bottle and Dwayne Allman used the chorus Eden bottles and so I started dabbling with with uh, you know the slide on the guitar and some songs started coming out and that kind of started my uh, my uh, writing. Uh, usually, I had muses, you know. Uh, I remember one song I wrote, uh, "Lady Friend," might have been the first song that I ever wrote. Mm. And then, uh, uh, you know, it, as as time went on, it it started to be. Uh, it, it wasn't a matter of uh, wanting to write songs. It was kind of like having to write songs. <laughs> You know, because as we were discussing earlier, you know, now that we're hopefully getting post-COVID, uh, we've had to go without live music and gigging. And it's, it's so therapeutic for artists. I mean, people, whether they paint or write, uh, I, think, I think art is therapy, and it's therapy for the people who enjoy it. So the writing thing w was kind of therapeutic for me. Uh -huh. Well, who were your muses? Uh, songwriting muses. Well, <laughs> uh, I've always, uh, you know, I have this uh, uh, this triumvirate that I joke about: music, food, and love. You know, depending on the yeah. the time of day, the order can switch around. But uh, certainly, my first uh, songs were, you know, in regards to, uh, uh, you know, women that I may have had crushes on, or or something like that. And uh, you know, I was I was uh, music was was religion. Um, going to see shows, you know, growing up with the radio on mm -hmm. um, loudly and because my mother was <laughs> legally deaf, so she played the radio loud. Uh -huh. And uh, you think about the, the, the wonderful playlists on AM radio, Top 40 radio. You could hear Louis Armstrong and then the Beatles and then James Brown, you know, and then Herb Alpert and Frank Sinatra and then maybe... You know, some rock and roll, you know, snuck in there, something a little harder. So this wonderful variety of music was on the airwaves, and it just became something that I, um, I loved and listened to. But the Beatles, of course, set it all in motion for me, you know. Uh, of course, I mean, we were, uh, I loved rock and roll, uh, but I was a little boy in the, in the 50s, and I was very aware of Elvis. But I was a little boy. I remember when he was going into the army; it was a big deal, you know. Uh, and then, uh, as as we've discussed before, huh, the first wave of rock and roll kind of, you know, went away. And that was the real stuff: Chuck Berry, you know, Little Richard, Jerry Lee Lewis, Buddy Holly. And there was a tepid period. Not that there wasn't good stuff, but it wasn't wasn't what it was. And then the British invasion just blew it open. And of course, many of us boomers just happened to be going through puberty at that time. And I think that just heightens the awareness of, of these love songs and these cool, mm -hmm. this cool beat and groove, you know. So, long answer to your question. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so in terms of you know songwriting, is is there someone who inspired you or influenced your songwriting style? Well, I mean, you know, of course, um, uh, in. in in addition to digging this this uh, British invasion, those of us that were curious, you know, say, wait, who, and you, you know, who who wrote that, you know, yeah. and and of course the Beatles um, really established themselves. They wrote their own material, um, and that was something that I I regarded as uh, special, you know, because you know not not to take anything away from the great singers. You know, but you know, back in the in the days of, of Sinatra and 
and uh, you know Perry Como and, and, and people like that. There were writers, then there were arrangers, there were producers, and then the singers just sang, and they, they were very, very good. But in rock and roll, you didn't always have to have, you know, a, a, a Pavarotti-type voice. You know, you just, you know, in fact, that, that would hinder the, the rasp and, the, you know, sometimes the feeling in rock and roll. So I started paying attention. Brian Wilson, I was aware that he was writing a lot of the Beach Boys songs yeah. and Bob Dylan. Mm -hmm. There was a show called Hootenanny. I don't believe that Dylan was on it, but I started tuning into um, that whole folk music too, which kind of preceded the British invasion. So mm -hmm. I, I really appreciated people that um, wrote their own tunes, but then I started going back. You realize that most of these British invasion people, the first wave, you know, Herman's Hermit's Wonderful World, that was a Sam Cooke tune, you know? Mm -hmm. um, I Like It Like That by Dave Clark Five. I think this R&B group, from, I think they were from New Orleans, called the Contours. Mm -hmm. Where you know, a lot of the artists uh, were not writing their own songs; they were just redoing songs, and that that's cool. Because I I do my covers too, you know. But um, I, I started paying attention to who was writing. I didn't necessarily write. I was inspired by them, but I didn't necessarily try to sound like them. Uh -huh. Because I think you you have to hear what's coming through your yourself as a channel you know what you hear in your head mm -hmm. so um but i was definitely influenced by by all those people and then of course i discovered blues yeah. and that that was i didn't write a blues song for years i wouldn't write one i didn't feel like i was worthy mm -hmm. i would rather cover a song by muddy waters a howling wolf or bb king because those guys have had experience they lived it i'm just an interpreter but then you know as I started getting into my 30s and had some living under my belt, I said, I gotta, I'm gonna write my own blues, you know? Ah. Yeah. Um, so when you sit down to write a song, uh, is there a process involved? You know, um, I don't really have a process per se, but usually it starts with the music. Uh, every once in a while, though, I'll have a phrase, and I, that's a pretty cool phrase. I'm going to write that down. But uh, I don't, I, you know, 99% of the time, I write the lyrics to the music. I get the music mm -hmm. down. I may have a hook. I may have a, a sentence, but the music comes. And how the music comes can be the darndest ways and places. You know, you can be in the shower, and all of a sudden, this, this, this melody starts coming through your head mm -hmm. or oftentimes um, sitting on the couch and strumming and something may come through you know in, in the 70s i had this uh, uh, rock and roll band um, that started off being very blues exp uh, uh, influenced but we also would combine stuff that we liked as well covers you know we did uh, arthur lee in, in that band love from the you know in the, in the mid 60s he, he was brilliant and we would do one of his songs and then go into a, a slow B.B. King blues because that we wanted to do that. We made it work. So I have all these influences coming through. And, uh, but there was also, because we had two lead guitarists, I wanted to practice my lead guitar because, you know, in the, in the early mid-'70s, you had guitar, you know, you had John McLaughlin, Larry Coryell, Jeff Beck, and then, of course, the blues guys, Mike Bloomfield, Albert King, B.B. King, Freddie King, we opened for Freddie King. So I would start, you know, studying a, 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 a column in Guitar Player magazine. Mm. And I'd be practicing these scales, but then I'd hear a riff. I got to pursue that. And then I left the, uh, the study, you know, by itself. And then I, I just focused on following where that tune would lead me. Mm -hmm. And sometimes it's a chord change, sometimes it's a melody. It's, it's, you know, that, that's, that's kind of the process or the uh, unprocess. I don't know. You know? <laughs> but it's on the guitar that you do it. Most yeah. of the time. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, I play harmonica. That was my yeah. first instrument. I started playing harmonica when I was like in the fourth or fifth grade because my mm -hmm. father was a really good harmonica player. And um, so I started playing harmonica. Um, and I, and uh, I used it. I, I've had a couple of tunes come from the harmonica, but mm -hmm. again, 90% of the time, uh, it's it's guitar. 
but uh, we were talking uh, uh, earlier about New Orleans, where you're from originally, and what a just an amazing city it is musically. And uh, I was working for an electronic music company in the, the 80s and, and got to go to this great NAMM show in New Orleans. But as a kind of a bluesy, you know, rock and roll guitar player to all of a sudden be dealing with synthesizers now. Mm -hmm. I have written several songs from that era, you know, because the synth had all these sounds. I'm not much of a keyboard player. Mm -hmm. Uh, but but you know these sounds would suggest themselves. You, oh, that's and then you 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 play a riff and it's right there in front of you. You can see yeah. it's a little different than than the guitar. But I've I've always been impressed with people like Lennon and McCartney that can sit down at a piano. Ne even Neil Young can sit down at a piano and oh, yeah. you know play play some songs. Mm -hmm. um, I've never developed my keyboard chops to that degree. So yeah. So. Uh, We've heard you play some wonderful uh, blues. Um, what other genres have you uh, written songs in? Well, again, you know, my first, my first songs were kind of rock and roll, mm -hmm. little poppy. Uh, but and and then uh, my my slide song that I one of the first songs I wrote, um, it was kind of influenced by. Uh, you know some of the British blues because they had a whole different way of taking extrapolating the American blues and combining it with you know rock a little bit mm -hmm. um, but in the course of my life I have written um, a lot of rock pop ballads I've written country songs mm -hmm. jazzy songs I even <laughs> I remember uh, there used to be a thing in New York City uh, in the early and mid 80s called the new music seminar and I remember going in the uh, early 80s to the new music seminar just to you know try to get some tips and also rub elbow elbows because this was after I I used to go and pitch songs in New York City mm -hmm. uh, to, with to publishers and uh, I happened to be at this hip-hop uh, assembly there was this 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 kind of a uh, an afternoon program on, on hip-hop and I was knocked out by these these cats I mean you know because hip-hop kind of started in the Bronx you know but it but it there's different styles it, st it moved a lot all over the country but I was so impressed with what these cats were doing that I went back home to my studio and took one of my songs and and did like a couple of hip-hop versions of a couple of songs wow. and, and and back then I was much more open to you know, the the what pop music was was you you know mm -hmm. well I wouldn't call hip hop pop but I mean I was much more open to other influences, mm -hmm, different mm -hmm. colors. So your your favorite topics or themes to write about? Uh, obviously, love. Love, yes, yeah. and uh, you know, as I um, uh, yes, I I would say that 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 love is really. Um, you know, still the prevailing topic. Uh, you know, I don't write much anywhere, as much anymore. We'll talk about that. But yeah, love. But then as, as on my journey, you know, because if you're writing songs now for 50 years, um, you know, it is a bit of a journey. And um, during the 70s, I, I started seeking. I wanted to learn a little bit more about truth and spirit. Mm -hmm. you know on, on a more cosmic scale and uh, right while that was going on with me personally you know the movie Star Wars came out in 77 and I, 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 I loved that movie because it, it really for me you know they're talking about other worlds other beings there were even rock creatures you know and you know I, I you know it did you know I, I was I was just um, and then they talked about the force which you know I regard as spirit you know mm -hmm. or prana the Holy Ghost whatever you want to call it mm -hmm. but that was this essence you know and and so I started writing some stuff that was a little more spiritual you know uh, so I, I wrote about that and then uh, as I was mentioning I'm not writing as much anymore these mm -hmm. days I mean I've written you know when you have just you know, I, I don't know how, I've never counted them, 
Maybe mm -hmm. say I have a couple of hundred, I don't know. But um, I've got songs that I have not ever recorded. So the need to write something fresh, although some of it's trying to come out. And uh, I'll just say that, you know, uh, the last several years, I've been a little distressed about the direction of our country, and it upset me. Mm. And uh, it kind of harkened me back, you know, the summer of 70 was with the Kent State yeah. shootings, the first Earth Day, the, the, the war in Vietnam was was still going strong and and I was very as a college student I was very concerned about these things and now 50 years later it's I'm going this is reminding me of some of the mm -hmm. you know the pathos that that we're dealing with you know yeah. um, and so the last two songs that I wrote were in my own way protest songs mm -hmm. you know one of them uh, is called fix it and uh, you know we got to fix it let's what happened to love you know, and that, that, this, that, that song, so I, I was moved to write because I felt like I needed to say something, mm -hmm. you know, so. So a variety of things during the course of your songwriting career is like gone in and you've taken them out again, whether it's love, lust, romance, <laughs> or a search for reality, truth, yeah, and now the, world is we're looking at these days which is very challenging obviously yeah, yeah. we yeah we need love mm -hmm. and um, you know just what's around us I couldn't help but draw I, I mentioned this to um, some folks this past week and I just saw a thing in the New York Times yesterday where you know everybody knows that in our happy valley where, we're, where we live here in East Hampton and surrounding areas we've had an inordinate amount of rain Nothing like the poor people in Germany and Belgium, but we have had a lot of rain. And it's, they're saying that this, you know, in the New York Times was an article about this is related to what's mm -hmm. happening climate-wise. And then the poor people in California, yeah. the droughts and the fires. Oh, my goodness. Uh, it's, it's um, so, yeah, we, we need more love. And, and I think that when you can love and care about your fellow human being and and animals and plants as well, you know, uh, uh, you want to do right by, by it. Because we all have to breathe this air, you know, and drink this water and eat this food. And if we, you know, destroy our, you know, environment, I don't care how rich you are, you know, your, your, store, your stores are only going to last so long if you're living in some bat cave somewhere, you know. It's <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> but, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm at the age now where I'm, you know, I've got nothing to prove. I wrote a song called Nothing to Prove, Nothing to Lose, you know. Uh, it's an old, kind of an old line that, that Muddy, Muddy Waters used. I used to try to write songs that I, that I liked, but maybe could be covered by others. Mm -hmm. You know, back in the day, you know, the late 70s, early 80s, I would go to New York City and visit publishers. And that was an interesting phase for me. Mm -hmm. You know, I got to meet and listen and talk to a lot of, you know, people and some very successful people. And uh, so I had that experience, you know, the the Brill Building thing, you know, the famous yeah. building where Carol King and all those wonderful songwriters, you know, I, I got to experience, I'm not saying rubbing elbows with, with, with her, but I did get to meet a lot of good songwriters mm -hmm. and, and, and their publishers, you know. How did that influence you? Um, I mean, I, I, I just think it's a part now of, of my whole experience mm -hmm. because, you know, it, as, uh, as I joked, um, you know, uh, I am what I am, that, that Popeye, uh, his motto, you know, um, because, I mean, I love blues guitar, you know, and I love the Allman Brothers band. And I sat there, I mean, I mean, when they did the Mountain Jam, I mean, that song could be 40 minutes long mm -hmm. by the time they were done. And I love jazz. I, I got to see a lot of the, the tremendous jazz greats like Miles Davis and mm. Pharoah Sanders, you know, Freddie Hubbard, Ornette Coleman, it goes on and on and on. So I have always appreciated that. But what does that have to do with the, the perfect three-minute pop song? Well, it's p music is food to me. I don't want to just eat the same food three times a day. 
I, I want to experience. Now, one of my, I, I remember one publisher said, so what are you? Because you played, uh, I've had worse things said to me too, <laughs> but um, you know, why didn't you play this one earlier? One of my more bluesy tunes, because I played probably something a little more poppy. Mm -hmm. But I did study, you know, um, and I remember I asked a publisher once, so what's a hit? And he goes, a hit is a hit. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> you know, um, but um, I, don't, I don't really think there's right or wrong when it comes to music. I think we have our tastes. Remember one of those Indiana Jones movies where they're eating monkey brains? <laughs> uh, that was a, that scene was like oh my gosh you know i don't want i'm a pretty adventurous guy yeah. you know i've been i've been i've been around several places in the world and i do enjoy trying but so, i wouldn't try that you draw the line huh? but some people they might like that mm -hmm. well that's their you know their, their prerogative i guess so as a, as a, i love i saw you know jimmy hendrix was one of my huge influences uh, on guitar, the way that he took blues and kind of, I don't want to use the word synthesized it, but you kind of brought it to a, a more uh, cosmic level. I remember, mm -hmm. you know, he played Delta blues, but they were from the, the Martian Delta, you know what I mean? <laughs> uh, so I think uh, you got to be true to what you love. Mm -hmm. And I went through a period where I was writing a lot of poppy songs the country songwriters in fact country is one of the few uh genres left in our in in, in um, our music industry where they actually still have dedicated songwriters mm. now you look at the credits and there's like 12 people the producer you know and the programmer and a lot of the stuff today you know is not my cup of tea you know i don't find that the melodies are particularly memorable and the autotune thing I'm not a big fan of, but as you and I had discussed, um, uh, you know, in, in terms of, um, I, I do think that every age group deserves to have their music that they love and their mm -hmm. parents can't stand. Oh yeah. You know, that's, the, the, you know, because if your parents like it, well, maybe something's wrong with that music. <laughs> you know, it's not. It's a little too schlocky or something. Yeah. You know, I remember taking guitar lessons for about a year from this music store in Connecticut and uh, in the mid-60s, and these old big band guys who played in, you know, famous big bands were teaching at this, this store, the horn players and stuff, and they just, they were, you know, grousing mm. about, about the British invasion and the whole thing that was going on. Mm -hmm. And we had our music. And so the people now, I'm that old guy now mm -hmm. <laughs> you know <laughs> i get that well, what do you recommend to uh someone who uh, aspires to be a songwriter or who is a songwriter and is interested in uh, improving their their writing you know i th i think that there there are processes um for some reason this kind of a it might be a silly analogy but you're mining and you find this precious ore, mm -hmm. you know, and that's your song that came through, you know. Th this, there's this, and it's your, it's your vein, you know, it's come, your, yeah. your vein, and you, you, you get this. Uh, in, in, in the commercial markets, um, they want the ore refined. It's not as valuable, you know. You know, wow. I mean, is, I mean, isn't diamond, doesn't it start off as coal or something like coal? I mean, it, it's, yeah. it's mineral, and over years and years and years, it, you know, these diamonds emerge. But you know, and it's rough. You know, even gold. You, you know, you gotta you gotta dig for the gold. So I think that these precious ideas. I encourage people to listen to what's happening inside, wow. after because they have to observe what's going on outside. Mm -hmm. But when they they take that that time to be um, a quiet time. Maybe not necessarily a, met, a contemplative time, and you you hear that, you know, it, whether you're just strumming and you just happen upon something, or or you're washing the dishes and you hear something, 
uh, taking a walk, and you, and you pursue that. Um, and then you decide, okay, what is this? What do I need to say? Uh, is this a love song? Um, no, I'm, I'm, I definitely want to write, I, I, I got to protest about the environment or the politics yeah. or something. And then there's a refining process mm -hmm. that goes on. And if you're going to record it, um, and, and the thing about the lyrics, I mean, sometimes you don't want to give in to the easy way out with the lyrics, yeah. you know? Some of them are, you, you, heard, you heard that, uh, that phrase, and, and that, that, that kind of engendered the whole process, but then you go, no, I can't just say moon, June, spoon. Right. I got to dig a little deeper. And so there is a refining process, I think, that goes on in songwriting. But I think the, the bottom line is you got to tell your truth. Mm. Mm -hmm. And if you want to be a pop star, well, you have to write in a certain genre. Mm -hmm. If you want to be a folky or a, a you know, uh, the rock and roll is definitely has receded. It's not what it was. But right. if you want to be a, a, a jazz artist who's writing instrumentals, it's, 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 uh, you got to, you got to do what's in your heart. Mm -hmm. Because otherwise it's going to seem, ah, that's, that's pap. You know, mm -hmm. instead of good pop. <laughs> and of course, everybody's got an opinion. You know, mm -hmm. that old saying. Yeah, yeah. We'll never all agree on the same musical style or, or artist. Or and tastes. Yeah. yeah. There are people yeah. that are great, and I can't stand that. Yeah. That per they drive me crazy. I can't take. And then, and I mean, a lot of people didn't like Dylan's voice. Mm -hmm. um, back in the day, when I when he really had a voice. I mean, the poor guy now is. You know, he, although I saw him a few years ago and he was he was outstanding. Mm -hmm. um, but but, you know, you listen, you know, he 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 did. They took his songs and they turned them into like even the birds, Mr. Tambourine Man, yeah. beautiful production. And and uh, uh, Peter, Paul and Mary, you know, mm -hmm. did, did one of his songs. And a lot of people liked their versions better because they're more uh, maybe refined. He was mm -hmm. rougher. Yeah, yeah, he sure was. You know. So, uh, anything else you want to add about your songwriting or, or music? Um, I've I've already said probably uh, way too much, but um, I would say I would I would encourage uh, songwriters to, again, follow your path, uh, and and uh, you know when you're young you never you don't really think gee I wonder what I'll be like when I'm seventy, you know you don't usually think about those things uh, you're you're in the here and now and you feel immortal and you also have uh your your drives and your urges and your concerns are different yeah. you know so harness that mm -hmm. but it is a journey and then as you get you know and you you know you look at some of these great artists that are still around that have been writing songs you know, like dylan like like uh neil young Joni mitchell you know yeah. uh Paul McCartney, and they they find they write what what we're from where they are now, mm -hmm. because I think that if you try to write um, something that you're not, it's going to it's going to show through. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's like that's like some someone trying to dress a lot younger than they should be. <laughs> Sure. Dressing, yeah, and then they become kind. It's kind of yikes or laughable, you know. Mm -hmm. And you don't want that. But follow your truth, and and then and then that will, that will take you. That can lead you to so many places. And it's interesting to see some of these artists who, you know, they end up, you know, doing stuff with orchestras and stuff when they were just a singer songwriter str strumming a guitar like like Joni Mitchell, you uh -huh. know. So there's no right or wrong though, mm -hmm. you know. If you like the monkey brains, okay, good for you. <laughs> I don't want to listen to it or, or look at it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, Mark, thank you so much. Thanks. Uh, thank you, Dan, for indulging. And thank you, Ryan, for all of your, your help. And uh, I, I appreciate what, what you do uh, supporting uh, artists. Um, you're one yourself. And um, 
you know, it's, it's uh, because it can be a lonely road, mm -hmm. you know. Uh, I don't recommend getting into this field uh, to get rich, you know. I recommend doing it because you love it. Do what you love and the rest follows, as they say. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And it's, I, I, am, I didn't make the big time like I thought I would, wanted to so badly, and, and felt like a failure for a long, long time. Mm. Because I didn't get to that level, I've had so many brushes, you know. Uh, got to hang with with the giants, you know, and open for them and, and, and talk to them, shake their hands and such. But I think of the, the collective experience that I've had and where I am now and still still playing, still loving it. Yeah. I'll, I'll end with uh, this last phrase when a friend of mine said, um, you know, so how come you're not writing so much anymore? And I go, because I'm happy. <laughs> 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 not to say that you can't write joyous music either, because yeah, yeah. that's a wonderful thing. Uh-huh. Okay. But anyway. Well, thank you very much. And thank our, you, sir. Our, uh, listeners and viewers, thank you as well. Thank you. Thanks for watching our show. I'd like to acknowledge the support of the Western Mass Songwriters Collaborative promoting the original music scene in Western Massachusetts. If you want to learn more about the Collaborative, go to their Facebook page. Thanks for watching. I'm Dr. Dan. I hope you'll tune in again for the show that puts a spotlight on songwriters.